0: All right. We want to say welcome to the One Church Movement. I'm W.L. Viltz, your host for this social media platform, and uh, we have two awesome great uh, guest speakers uh, with us on today that we are privileged and very honored to interview. Uh, on today, and but just before we get into that, I just want to let you know briefly and concisely what the One Church Movement is. Somebody might say, "Well, is this another church? What is this? Is this a new movement? What is this?" The One Church Movement is basically an encouragement uh, on the social media platform, uh, particularly for leaders and church members as well. Uh, we believe that the church should be influencing, uh, the church should be informing, the church should be impacting, and imprinting uh, the mark of the Holy Spirit in the lives of people. And so we take this and base it off of Acts chapter 2 and verse number 47. For they were praising God and having favor with the people, and the Lord God added to the church daily, such as should be saved. So basically, the church is in a community to influence its community. And so on today, for just a short while, we have the opportunity uh, to have two of our great ones, our great ones in the Lord's church. And I'm going to be so kind and allow them to introduce themselves, tell us where they minister and how long they have been there. And then we'll get this thing on the road. Let's start with Brother Chris Dardar first. Brother Darna.
1: Yes, sir. My name is Dr. Christopher Dardar and I'm the um, minister of the East Point Church of Christ in Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, we've been here almost 10 years now. Uh, God has been put to us.
2: Uh, Thomas Fitzgerald, Minnesota Eastside Church of Christ in Fort Texas, and getting going to my 23rd year here.
0: Amen, amen. So it's just it's just a privilege, and I stated earlier, honored to have these two guys uh, with us on tonight. Uh, if you're with us uh, on tonight, uh, you are about to be wowed in a spiritual manner on tonight i, I want to first of all start with brother uh, thomas and i want to ask this question to both of our interviewers on tonight and we ask every speaker that comment on one church movement we ask them this question right from the jump uh if you can describe if you can uh give us how you see the church uh today in the 21st century we know the church uh that belongs to our lord uh, is the same church that had its practice on in Acts chapter two but there is some things, of course, that changed, that developed, that matured. Uh, there are some things that uh, we have kept the message, but we have changed the methods. So if you could say, but Thomas, how do you view, how do you see the church today? What would you say about the Lord's church?
2: Well, uh, one thing that I would say is that the, the pandemic has definitely changed a lot for us. It showed us. Uh, what we were really all about. Uh, It showed us that there were some things that we thought were important that we found out wasn't. Uh, It also showed us there's some things that we thought wasn't important that we found out that was. Uh, I believe that the church that we know today is not going to go back to the church that we once knew. I believe that there are people now who have gotten so comfortable with virtual worship that they're stuck Uh, right there in the virtual world uh, to the point where they have lost sight of the mission and the purpose, which is still to continue to reach and save souls. And so I think the church is in a struggle uh, right now, uh, trying to find our identity as to how we fit in in this social world that we're in and in this world dealing with this pandemic. Now, uh, as you just said, the gospel is still the gospel uh that that hasn't changed. But now we're gonna have to really uh step up our methods of reclaiming uh, the ones that we lost as a result of this 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 worldwide pandemic and this coronavirus and everything else that we we've been dealing with, but yet and still never lose sight of our mission and our purpose of what we are here to do. The pandemic has, has altered and changed a lot of things, but it should never stop us from being who we've been called to be, and that is disciples of Christ. And making other disciples, that, that will never change. And until the people understand that and get there in their mindset, I think that the church is still going to be in a state of stagnation, uh, more so than in a state of progression.
0: Amen. Amen. Great, 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 great answer, man. So much to to bite and chew off of uh, on that. Uh Dr. Dodd, let's let, let, let's let me give you an opportunity to uh respond uh to that and, and share your, your perception and your view. Uh, as a church to add on to what uh, Brother Thomas has already said
1: absolutely um first of all I'm just excited to be a part of this uh, this episode today um I, I take a, a not of a I wouldn't say different approach as as is, as from brother Fitzgerald but I see things I think I see the way in the structure and the season that the church is in right now in a, in a different way than probably a lot of other people. um, This is an exciting time for me. Um, It was um, not always that way. Um, I think the, as brother Fitzgerald said, the pandemic uh, put all of us in a, in a, in a not so good place, especially church leaders and preachers. Um, I, 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 had to kind of go back to my childhood days when I was out there preaching to cars and birds and trees, uh, and and preaching to a camera kind of felt like that, and I missed preaching to people who were responsive, you know. Um, but I had to kind of change the trajectory of my thinking, uh, and one of the ways I did this, and I and I just highly recommend, I'm going to show you this book, is by Todd Bowlsinger. It's called Canoeing the Mountains. And I have all of our leaders reading this book right now. Um, um, We discuss it uh, once a month. And the thrust of the book is um, Todd Bosinger says that Lewis and Clark were commissioned by Thomas Jefferson to find a waterway um, to get and import goods from other countries into the then United States of America. And the issue was that they were canoers right? And they were bred as canoers. They were taught to be canoers. They, all of their training was in canoeing. Uh, But the problem happened when they ran into the Rocky Mountains, right? And so when you get to the Rocky Mountains, you have a choice to make. Either you're going to throw the canoes away, right? You're going to either, um, uh, you're going to try to canoe the mountains, Right. And try to take an old paradigm and try to make it applicable to where you are now. uh, Or you're going to give up on the journey. Okay, so we know that uh, as preachers and teachers and elders and deacons that giving up ain't the option. Right. And so we have the other two choices. Either we're going to try to canoe them out. Either we're going to try to make it work, make old paradigms fit uh, the model that we have now. Um, And and in doing so, we're going going to get very frustrated. We're going to get very um, left behind because simply we are finding out that these old methodologies are not applicable. They don't work. And so you have a choice to make. Either you're going to give up on the journey or you're going to uh, throw the canoes away. Uh, and you're going to get out your pitchforks and you're going to try to it, try to climb these mountains to make it work. Uh, because we have a, a slew of people, a generation of people behind us that are banking on us uh, doing this the right way. And so um, it, it, it's a great book. I highly recommend the book to any church leader who is, who is or any leader right now who is trying to navigate the uh, yeah these waterways, right? Um, And so it is not to say that our training was not effective. It was definitely effective in its season. Uh Um, And so now it is a season to be adventurous again. It's now a season to pick up uh, the spirit of adventure and say, hey, man, I can be innovative. I can, I can think outside the box. I can do things in a different way because the season dictates and demands that we're that way. And so for me, it's an exciting time to be innovative, to renew, to be creative, to bring all kinds of people together uh, to say, hey, how can we do this thing differently? And uh, if you approach it that way, I think you will find the church is in an amazing season of of newness, of innovation, of creativity. Um, And it can be very exciting for a visionary. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Outstanding, man. Uh, uh, great answer. Uh, uh, you, you guys are just uh, unpacking a whole lot uh, in, in the same breath. And uh, I agree with both of you guys on those things. And uh, and that's where, that's where we at. And I, and I like to start off with that question because I want to dig into the minds and to the thoughts of our leaders, because the guys that we bring on, we try to bring some of the best guys on. And I know that when we bring some of the best leaders in the large church, you know, if we can take that opportunity, get on that avenue and get get all of the nuggets that we need to encourage church leaders. And, and this thing is primarily for church leaders, man, because I want these guys to know and to understand that the place like Brother Donald makes mentioned, the place where we are, man, is a great opportunity, man. This is a great opportunity. And I see like Acts chapter eight, when the Lord allowed them to be persecuted, man, they had to face new challenges, you know, new challenges bring about, man, new thinkings and new innovations. You got to do things differently. You can't go back to the old same. It'll never work that way. So I like the word demand uh, that you used uh, uh, in that. And Brother Thomas, how he makes mention about how, you know, the message remains the same, uh, but the method, the methods must, must change. And uh, so, uh, man, it just makes me want to just deviate from what we're supposed to be talking about, but we got to stay on track uh, on tonight. Uh, and we're talking about this. We're talking about singing and and uh, singing in worship, singing in worship, which I do believe um, this is a great season to use one of the words. But Chris made mention uh, for singing, and I think that singing uh, does a whole lot for us. And sometimes people really don't understand. And we're dealing with uh, mental crisis and mental health. Uh, right now, and I don't know if people really understand how vitally important it is for singing in worship. So, uh, Doc, I wanna start with you and I wanna ask you this. How, how important, how significant is singing to the believer in worship? Now, now, now before you answer that, we understand there's a number of passages that talks about singing, right? We know Ephesians 5 19, uh, singing, making melody in your heart. We know the Colossians 3 16, admonish one another. Uh, we know the, the, the first Corinthians that deals with singing the spirit and sing with the understanding. We know James talks about uh, if any be married, let him sing. Then we even, our Lord and Savior in Matthew 26 uh, talks about when they went out, they sung a hymn. So we know singing is somewhere in there, but how important thing it is to our worship to our God uh
1: i'm I'm probably going to take a different approach uh yeah I'm, I'm just that kind of guy um man listen i I, I preach for a predominantly african-american church okay mm-hmm. and with that history and that culture uh singing is paramount now when I say that, um, singing is freedom for for the black Christian. Uh, it's more than lyrics. It's more than melody. It is something that feeds the soul because of where we come from. okay? And when I say freeing, I mean, you're talking about a race of people who were not allowed to worship publicly, mm-hmm. right? You're talking about pre, Church buildings, you're talking about pre preachers and having uh, a team of people to sing and, and microphones and you're talking about before you were allowed to worship God publicly, all we had was singing. Right. So you're talking about being in the field. You're talking about working and being and suffering and bearing uh, all kinds of inhumanities. And hu- in, I'm talking about you being forced to not even see yourself as human. Yeah. And the only humanity that we had and the only touch we had with heaven was through our voices. And through the singing. Right. And so the only way we could get to freedom, we couldn't talk about it. We had to sing about it. Right. Uh, We had to sing about, oh, Pharaoh, let my people go and follow the drinking gourd and all of these things. This is how we this is how we embraced our humanity, not only our humanity, but this is how we were in touch with divinity. Right. So when you're talking about how important it is for worship, it is it is monumental. Which is why singing for the black church is a must. You can't have dry singing, (laughs) right? (laughs) This is this is something that people of our race Uh must have. You can survive with having dry preaching, but you can't have dry singing, Doc. Let me just say. So 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 you see what I'm saying. Um, yeah. So when it comes to worship within a black context, uh-huh. you're talking about how important. And you, you we, I've, I'm, I've been moved to the 1960s when mm-hmm. you're talking about freedom songs and marches yeah. and how yeah. those things empowered us to fight against racism and fight again. So singing doc, is, is paramount to the black church experience. Yeah. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yes. So, yeah. of course, yeah. you know, as you said, singing is a command biblically, mm-hmm. but, but there's a reason singing is a command. Right. There is right. a reason and a rationale, not only because it tickles the ear of God, but it's because it does something to the human soul. Yeah. There's yeah. some things that preaching just won't touch that singing okay. can. Okay. Um, And I think, man, you have, I got to lend, I'm going to lend this to to brother Fitzgerald (laughs) because, because man, you have to understand I interned with Thomas Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, I think my, my view of music within the church realm Mm -hmm. was highly influenced by Thomas Fitzgerald.
0: Yeah.
1: And, 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 and I, and so, and so when people hear me sing. A lot of him is in me. Okay. Yeah. So, and that's just the truth. I mean, you know, um, and and this guy can do something with a song that he taught me. It's not just you don't just sing it. Yeah. You know, you gotta make those words come to life because these words are gonna heal the souls of the people who are who are listening to you. So, doc, you're yeah. talking to the greatest that would do it <laughs> right here, Thomas Fitzgerald, Doc. So yeah. that's right hear from him. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Here
2: we go. Chris, Chris done multiplied and quadrupled me four five times over. No
1: doubt. No doubt.
2: Now he a he a singing preaching machine. Chris will make you hurt yourself trying to <laughs> sing on the note that he sings on.
1: I was gonna say that. Doc. I was gonna say when I was at East Side. Thomas said, "Don't you ever start a song. Give it to me." You, you sing right right. too high. You say. Sang- oh. <laughs> uh.
2: Yes, sir. <laughs> but I think uh, you know one of the things. One of the things he was saying, you know, uh, you know, we all we all understand, you know, how worship is about giving honor and homage to God and 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 reverence to God. And yeah. everybody can preach, you know, right. everybody everybody uh, can stand and deliver the word, but 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 everybody can sing, mm-hmm. and it's a way in which there is a connection. Like he said, between divinity and our humanity. Right. And so we're able to con- connect with God from where we are. If we're joyous, we're able to sing songs of joy to have that connection to yeah. Him. If, if if we're struggling and in a rough time and needing, you know, something from God to help pull us up and pull us mm-hmm. out, we can sing those songs that help us in our struggles. And right. so I love the fact that all of us are in it should be included in in the singing and in our worship and through our worship worship to god uh I, I, there's another thing that i think helps to make that so is our worship leaders our yeah. worship leaders now yeah. a lot of times you know people have moved into the area of 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 entertainment they're just trying okay. to entertain people during yeah. the time in which we should be which, should, which we should be worshiping. But yeah. but I, I think if our worship leaders approached it as a ministry and how they're helping to minister to the people in song yeah. to help them in their worship and, pray, and adoration to God for divinity and humanity yeah. to meet. I think it makes all the difference in, in the worship setting. Man, they, they set the tone, you know, yeah. uh, for, for the whole service. They set sure. the tone for uh, for the preacher when it's time for him, him to preach. And so it's important for every member to realize their role in worship as it relates to singing. Because yeah. if we don't realize that we're touching, we're touching divinity, uh-huh. then we'll leave it up to somebody else to sing for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah man when, when that's what we should be doing 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 ourselves so yeah. when I when I understand the importance of it I, I don't mind singing I don't mind yeah. singing and pouring yeah. my heart out through song yeah yeah
0: man look th- those are some awesome things now you jumped the gun but I'm gun. sorry you just jumped the gun man you good you you right we supposed to be because I was coming to that I was coming to song leaders. I was coming to worship leaders. Now I'm am am about to get into an area that has caused some to shun some. All right. So 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 I hope you guys don't get uncomfortable with me because I'm direct. I just you know I just shoot from the hip. So watch this here. Now there are some churches who does some things differently. Right. Uh, worship leaders praise teams, whatever you want to call it, it's your thing do what you want with it. How do you see, how do you see speaking relationship wise between our sister churches, who some who does it this way, others who chose to do it this way. uh, Where is you guys to believe, where's the breakdown of the understanding that we are still one in spite mm-hmm. of doing some things differently. Y'all, y'all, y'all follow what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. And if not, just say, Bill, man, look, j- just you know, give it another way, all right? Uh, well, because, y'all follow what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so along with that, that question B here, how important it is for song leaders, worship leaders, Worship teams, how important it is for them to be prepared to do what they do on Sundays for the sake of the worship. All right. So that's a two point question there. So anyone uh, can go first. But uh, Thomas, uh, Doc, whichever one of you guys want to jump on it first. I know this might be a bull, but I'm going I'm to give
1: it to you. No, go ahead, go ahead, no I, I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Um, now, Yo, Doc, you, you've me no, long hey. enough to know I I'm not scared of it, Doc.
0: <laughs> hey, but look, and the reason why I'm saying that, brothers, is this is because you know a number of guys watch this thing and they're gonna get invited to see this thing, and so you know they already know. All right, they already know. You know, Doc, they know how you do it, East Point. You know, funny. You know, Hollywood. So let's talk about that a while, okay? There's a there's a there's a, there's a disconnect with some churches. There's a shunning from the way some churches do. There's even sometimes what they would say a withdrawal from those kinds of churches. Mm -hmm. And uh, so where's the breakdown of the misconception and not understanding fully what is taking place uh, in this regards to our relationship uh, as the church and what it does Mm -hmm. for the church and to the church?
1: Well, uh, this is my coach. I I actually touched on this this morning, uh, well, Sunday morning um, during my sermon, um, and I was preaching from Acts 1 and 2, and uh, the culmination of the message was, the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, um, that, G- well, chap- Acts chapter one, Jesus says, I want you to go to Jerusalem and tarry for the Holy Spirit, right? When you get to Jerusalem, something's going to happen there where I'm going to send power down, right? So the question is, what has to happen in Jerusalem for the power to come, okay? Well, the Bible says that in Acts chapter two, that when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one place. And here's the here's the musical terminology Luke uses. They were in one accord. Okay. Yes. Now that musical term means that they were all in one chord, right? Uh, they were all within the same musical chord. Now, what does that mean? That means that everybody was in harmony with each other in one place, okay. Mm. Two different things happening. You have one place and yeah. you have one accord, okay. Now there's a difference in everybody singing the same note, right? And everybody singing the same chord. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, when you say everybody sing, what we have tried to do within Churches of Christ is make every church sing the same note, yeah. right? right? That each side has to do it like East Point and East Point has to do it like Hollywood. That's every church singing the same note. Now that's cool, but that that's not what God. Yeah. Meant. yeah. yeah. Okay. So God says you can be different, mm-hmm. right? But you gotta be in the chord. Yes. And if you're in the chord, the beauty of the church is that we can all be in harmony because we're in the same chord. Now, the problem is when you get out of the court, when yes. you get out of the chord, now the thing is all messed up because somebody's not singing in the chord. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, unison is cool, but it ain't harmony. Right. If that makes sense? So yeah. this is where we get messed up is that we, we, God asked us to be in unity mm-hmm. and we've demanded uniformity. Right. Okay. Yeah. We, we've said, we've said everybody has to look. Same. same. Yeah. Same. And God didn't say everybody look the same, everybody has to be within the cord. Okay. And the Bible says when they were in one accord, in one place, the Bible says then a sound from heaven came. So watch this. When the sound is right on earth, God gives a sound from heaven. Okay. if the sound ain't right on earth, you can't get the sound from heaven. The power that the church needs from heaven will never come if we're trying to make everybody sing the same note. Yeah. Yeah. Peter is not going to sing the same note as Matthias. They're two different guys from two different backgrounds, from two different places. They're not going to sing the same note. And if you do that, if you try to make the soprano sing the same note as me, she can do it, but she's going to struggle. She's going to struggle because it's not within her range. Yeah. yeah. And so we have people who are trying to be like other churches and they're struggling because that's not what God called them to do. I can't be Thomas Fitzgerald because God didn't call me to be him. God called me to be the best Christopher daughter I can be. And so therefore I can sing in harmony with him because I can sing my note. Thomas can sing his note note. and we're in the same chord. And so we got to stop this thing of making every church look identical. Yeah. Does that make sense? That as long as East Point is within the chord, we should be all right does that make yes, sense sir. and you don't have to do it like me you yeah. don't have to and really if you don't have the structure to do it like me you shouldn't do it like me that's right that's does right. that make sense if yeah. folk ain't ready to do it so so you got to, you have to understand that we got just that's just being one accord yeah does that yeah. make sense yeah i'm sorry i got excited I, y'all know I, you know that's, I get
0: that's it' that's <laughs> what I it's for me it.
1: yeah i, yeah. I, I yeah. get i get excited i'm sorry i'm yeah. sorry i am sorry Look, come on, come on, about this yeah, come on, bro.
2: Well, you know, uh, um, I, I, I like what he what he touched on about yeah. uh, uniformity and unity. You could take two cats and tie their tails together, and you'll have union, but you won't have you won't have uh, 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 unity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think bec- because. Someone doesn't do something the way that I do it, uh-huh. then we automatically draw a conclusion that that there's a problem with them and not with us. Mm-hmm. Then you have some congregations who wish they could do yeah. something like somebody else, but because right. they can't and everything no. then they feel inferior to the one who can
1: yeah
2: now my 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 responsibility is to the folk at Eastside, not to East Point, not not to any anybody else. Sure. And 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 what I try to share with them that God never calls us to compare ourselves with somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, we're in the we're in the same ship. We're in the same ship, but we may not all roll the same way. But we're yeah. still trying to reach the same the same destination, and yeah. so and so uh, what we what we do as long as we stay in harmony, uh, yeah. and, and that's that's I love the word the, the way they use that accord, you know, yeah. because it is a yeah. musical it is a musical term, and, and 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 it's actually an accord. chord comes from the accordion, mm. which is pulled along and it's harmoniously strung along mm. together. And though everybody is di- doing a different, uh, different thing in it, it's still, it's still re- achieving and reaching the same goal. You know. Yeah. So my, my responsibility is is for us to be authentically true to ourselves, not trying yeah. to imitate what somebody else is doing. You know, but being authentically true to ourselves. And yeah. if we put more, it, it, you know, I, how can I say it? Sometimes, if we spend six months.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Minding our own business, yeah. And then the other six months, leaving everybody else's business alone—that's a full year.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Imagine that's that.
2: a that's a full year, Imagine you know. That. And and we don't have time, you know, to be trying to, you know, uh, police somebody else and tell them what they're doing wrong or how they right. shouldn't be doing this, and and we and, and their churches are thriving. And then some of the ones that's complaining are barely dying are really dying on the vine, you yeah. know. So yeah. when I understand the beauty of of, of singing and, and worship and, and things of that nature, then I understand the beauty that that you may not do it the same way that I do it, but you can yeah. do it through the same way, and that's with, which is from the heart, because yeah. what comes from the heart is what reaches the heart of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah
1: yeah man yeah let me let me uh, just say this too brother, brother this was a part two of your question uh-huh. about the preparation of ministers of music or worship uh-huh. leaders yeah. song leaders um at East Point I'm very big on that um we have we have worship leader we have we have a worship team uh-huh. um and all of them are it 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 is a must for them two things to come to bible class and to be in worship while I'm preaching. Yeah. Okay, um, because if, and, and if you can't, if if all you wanna do is sing and you have no capacity for the word, mm-hmm. then your singing is very shallow. Yeah. Okay. And you can tell a person who is a singer that's in the word because their singing translates the word from just the written page to an mm. art. Yeah. OK, does that make sense? Yeah. And if you can get your worship leaders in the word. Mm-hmm. Your worship experience will be on a whole different level. Yeah. You yeah. will hear the scripture come out in their singing, in their ad libs. Uh, they connect to lyrics differently. They connect yeah. to the people differently. They're able to sense a shift in the room. Right. They can see Okay, that song. I plan to sing, but that won't work for right now because they can be moved by the spirit. If it's a performance, the spirit really don't have any say so. Right. Because I'm just trying to sing and sing pretty. And right. there's no movement of the spirit, and so um, I really push all of our worship leaders. You gotta be in Bible class. You gotta be in worship because and, because it is it is only going to show. By the way, let me just tell you, and, and I've said this many times, that worship is the only therapy some people will ever get. They True. don't have enough money, they don't have the insurance to go get help, True. professional help, and so people come to worship for free therapy. Yeah. Right, yep. it's the only place you can come, and not have to ask for help. Yeah. It just get it. Is. Okay, you get free help every Sunday. Right, it's free <laughs> yeah. therapy, and so you got to understand. Not only are we yeah. worshiping God, but we are. We, this is a life changing experience for some people. Yeah. And as a worship leader, you can't take that moment for granted because you may never get it. There are people in our worship that have come to me and say, listen, I was gonna commit suicide, I was gonna do this, but something happened in this room that shifted my mind. You can't take that kind of moment for granted and lightly, right? So you have yeah. to be prepared. You have to prepare your heart, your mind, uh, your soul for the thing that God is going to do through you. Right. And so um, I just think worship leaders ought to be spiritual people. And I may be crazy, yeah. that, but I just think I'm not saying perfect, but good Lord. You ought to have some spirituality. in. There. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah, man. Look, those are some. Those are some great comments. You, you guys are opening up a lot of windows that needs to be opened up. You're saying a lot of the right things, man, that is very therapeutic to a lot of people here that will see this thing and who are watching now live. Uh, I want to say this, uh, Doctor Nardo. You made mention something earlier, and uh, you you shut it off. It's like it's like trying to uh, turn on a faucet, but you but you cut it off. And and but I got a drip from. It. I got a drip from. It. And you made mention about you know if you you know if you don't perhaps teach your folk. Here's the thing: if you want to get there, if you want to get there, you have to. You have to know how to teach and to train
1: mm-hmm. to
0: get people to that certain destination. If you want people to be at a, another level, is what I call it, another spiritual level, you have to do teaching. And, and it takes time, but you have to have teaching and time to get there. But something uh what Thomas was talking about earlier about knocking other churches and wanting to be like other churches, but you don't have the gifts, the talents, and the abilities. You follow? And so I see it as First Corinthians 11, first Corinthians 12 as they had different gifts but they all came from the same spirit Mm
2: -hmm. and so
0: you know there are some people who have more giftedness than other people and that's fine but do the very best you can right you you got to start with what you have and then I, i like this here we got a coach here at lsu uh kim mulkey kim mulkey comes from baylor uh baylor university and but she's from louisiana and she just changed the whole culture of our girls' basketball team this season. They went into the NCAA tournament. uh, But she comes with a different mindset. Now, she did not have the best and the most talented girls in, uh, in the country. But you can tell a great leader. When you can take average players but cause them to perform at another level, you know you have good coaching skills. Same thing with preachers, elders, and deacons, and teachers, and so forth. And so you take what you have, but you, you bring them on another level, right? And, and I like what you said, uh, Doc, when you talked about making it almost, uh, if not so, mandatory to be in Bible study and and being in Bible study and, and listening to the preach word uh, on Sunday and what it does to the song leader, to that uh, worship leader or that worship minister, uh, because you can't give what you don't have. I don't care how you try. You can't give what you don't have. And so the goal and the objective is to get that. And once you get it in you, then it can burst through you. And, and, and I like the excitement, man. I get excited myself all the time, especially in preaching. And, and you guys are just exciting me. And I know that you are exciting others as well. Uh Now, now watch this here. Now, If you do not have the gift, right, or your gift and abilities and talents, it's not where you would want it to be. As a leader, wanting the church to get to another spiritual level, if you can't make that happen, what advice do you guys will give to that preacher, that elder, that deacon who says, okay, I am limited for what and to what I can do, but how can we go to another level? How can we get this body at this location to another spiritual level? What what advice would you give uh, to those guys uh, that are on here tonight and uh, who want to go there, but they don't have the shepherding skills
2: to get them there? Brother Thomas. I think uh one of the things is we cannot ever limit our, our, our the power of prayer there, there's there's some things that we don't have uh, that I believe if we've er- fervently and earnestly prayed for it then we could have it. Now the, the, we have to even even as preachers we have to remember it's not our church. Is still the Lord? Is still the Lord belongs to the Lord, and He has a way of bringing the right people to our congregations for the right time for the right purpose. If we pray and ask Him, you know, to send, you know, people our way to help us to mm-hmm. be able to excel to different levels, I believe that He'll do that. Yep. Another thing that we can't do is we can't minimize the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now, yeah. there's a brother. There's a brother in my my congregation. Yeah. He's not the best singer. You know, but, but the thing is he's convicted by what he sings and when he gets up and leads a song, you know, the congregation will get behind him, fall in line with him because they understand that it's the spirit that's working through him. Yeah. You know, so when we tap into the power of the, of the Holy Spirit and let it guide, let it lead, you know, let it, let it motivate us, let Mm -hmm. it move us in the certain way. Coupled with the power of prayer, yeah. It's not like we're trying to be like mm-hmm. another congregation, but it is that God will send us what we need to be a better, a group of people for His yeah. glory, for His honor, and for His service. And I just honestly believe that. I believe you have not because because you ask not. Yeah, I I, I honestly believe that. truly. And so yeah. and so God, when we open ourselves up before Him. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we share with him the desires of our heart of what we would like for this August body to be that we minister to, you know, on, on a week, weekend, week, weekly basis and, and yearly basis. I believe when we open ourselves up before God, he pours into us and mm-hmm. he also pours into other people to help us to be a be able True. to accomplish a thing such as taking a congregation to, yeah. to another level. Moving yeah. ain't so bad when you have somewhere to go. It's yeah. not. And so when we're moving in the direction of the, and with the guidance of the spirit, I believe that he gives us everything that we need to be a successful congregation.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I want to be emphatically clear here uh, because I do not want you to understand that we're minimizing the Holy Spirit. And I'm glad Brother Thomas made mention of that because that's that's the real preacher to me. Uh, if you don't have him, uh, then then there's there's no truth uh, there, and where you have no truth, there's no transformation. So the Holy Spirit, yes, and then I like what he says about prayer. You know, about prayer. If you have not, because you ask not, you ask not, and uh, and so I'm glad that he made mention of those two things right there. Uh, now let me just kind of just throw this in here before. Uh, but daughter uh, spends on it, is this, is I do agree wholeheartedly with Brother Thomas about the Holy Spirit leading guarding, and guiding us and directing us, and then being the very best that you can be, being true to yourself and allowing God to use you is the very best that you can be. There are times that there are people who, again, I use this word loosely, limited in what they can do, right? But who rather die on the vine than rather ask for help because somebody does it differently or because I don't like his preaching style or because I don't like their singing style or because I just don't like that church. We, we got beef and I, I don't like. But you rather die on the vine with four members than to go over there and ask some help of a church that is tried and proven. That has a tried and proven leadership from the pulpit to the back door. All right, so so I just wanted to make that clear uh, on that end because there are some people in our brotherhood uh, who will close the doors before they come to some of us. All right, so mm-hmm. I just wanted to make that clear. But I, I wholeheartedly agree uh, with Brother Thomas and what he's saying, and uh, and I just I like the spin that he gives uh, on that. So uh, Brother Dardan, let, let me give you that opportunity if you
1: don't mind. Yeah, I I believe uh, absolutely with um, Brother Fitzgerald that um, never discount the spirit of God because a person who is not as gifted can still do, um, I mean, major things within the worship yeah. Yeah. experience uh, because people can connect, right? And I've seen the opposite where you've had, I mean, extremely gifted singers that crash and burn because people can't connect to them. They're so busy trying to sound good and runs and things like that, that there's no connectability. And so when there's no connectability, people, people stop singing, people, uh, you know, and so um, never underestimate. But I also believe in training, right? Um, and I say that, I believe that across the board. Um, I train my leadership, I train uh, my ministry leaders, um, and I believe that worship leaders ought to be trained as well. So the question is, is This how, how do I do it? So if I have a person that I'm like, this guy has raw talent, or this person um, is, is who I have, right? Um, why don't we try to seek a, an avenue or a platform to get those people connected with more gifted people? Let me just say why I say that. Um, I've been singing a long time. Right, and I say this and I'm not, I'm, I'm, I, and I, Thomas knows I've said this to him a million times. I was not singing this way until I went to Eastside, <clears throat> okay? Um, and it was, it's about exposure. When I sat and listened to Thomas Fitzgerald sing, I was like, my God, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's not just vocals. He yeah. is crazy vocally, but I've seen him do stuff to lyrics And how he molds a song that I've heard this song all of my life. And Mm -hmm. I never heard it that way. Right. Same way I feel when I hear J.K. Hamilton preach. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I've read that takes a million times. I've never heard it that way. Right. Right. So that's how I feel about Thomas Fitzgerald. And so I was like, man, I just got to sit under this guy and learn how to sing like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not about using my voice to make me sound like Thomas Fisher, because I can't. Right. Yeah. But I want to I want to do it like that. Right. Yeah. I want to be able to connect to people. I want to make a song. I want to make a song sing.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And yeah. so I'll I watched him. I watched how he moved through a song. I watched how what words he he played. All of those things. It's an art to this thing. Yeah. Right. So I feel like a person who really, really, really wants to learn how Mm -hmm. to do it needs to go under somebody who we should have internships for ministers of music right? Send this guy that you have to Thomas Fitzgerald for the summer and say, hey, I want you to go down and just get exposure. Mm Sit on him and watch what he does. Watch how, ask questions, and then bring that stuff back and you will see a difference just simply by being exposed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And a guy like that can say, "Hey, man, listen. I heard you sing this. You know, like Thomas, used to tell me, man, you pitch songs in the stratosphere. Bring them songs down,
0: right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so, simple things like I had to learn because I'm like, man, I'm just singing, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he taught me little things like that, you know. You know, bring those songs down. Think about your pitch before you just start a song, right? Because yeah. all these people got to sing with you. And so, if your sopranos are way in the heavens. Then it's, it's, you know, so simple things yeah. like that, this guy taught me that, yeah. um, you know, people just think, man, you know, Chris Doddard was whatever, but yeah. no, I sat what I know four or five years at Eastside, just sitting with Thomas Fitzgerald, yeah. eating it up, you yeah. know, eating it up because I wanted to, I, I, I knew I may not have had all of his gifts, but right. I, I said, man, I, I know I can do some of that. Right. Yeah. I want to yeah. be. I want to make a song do what Thomas Fitzgerald makes it do, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And there's a lot of guys out there like that, right? True. Um, and that True. was just me. That was me. Yeah. Um, but if you really want to do something, and if you are invested as a church leader into making this happen, bring those guys in to mm-hmm. your church. Right? You know, True. hey, train, hey, bring some of these guys in and train, yeah. train, train. And if you invest in a person, you'll see. I think you'll see dividends from that.
0: True. True, true, and oftentimes, you know, you 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 hear people say, you know, if you want to be great, you know, listen to great people, read about great people, be around great people. The same is true in the spiritual realm. Uh, in that, and I thought that I would just uh, throw those that question to you guys because I know there's a lot of guys out there uh, who who feel inadequate uh, about some things and who will never say so, and uh, and they need to know that it is okay. But you can be your best you, and the Holy Spirit can 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 pull some things out of you because you're being true to yourself but it's nothing wrong with asking you know asking and, and one of the latest uh one of our dear sisters she's dead and gone now uh, but she she taught me the the power of the ask question you know someone brought to me say, if you don't have because you don't ask you know you probably can get a million dollars from somebody but you'll never get it if you never open up your mouth so so those things are great look i know Our time is limited. We started late, so I do want to be mindful of those things. So one last question to you guys uh, in that uh, is this. If you had one thing tonight, one thing to say to the church across the board, what would you say to the church tonight for the benefit of encouraging the church on tonight? One thing. What would you say to the Lord's people, starting with Dr. Donah?
1: Oh, man. One thing. I would probably say, um, man, this is this has been a crazy season um, for preachers, for church leaders, for members, um, for business owners uh, who are trying to hire people, and everybody wants to work from home now. Uh, it's it's just a crazy season for everybody, um, and I just, man, I, I would encourage everybody to just just to change the way you, see. you can't change what you see, but you can change how you see it, right? So right. change the lens, man. Um, allow yourself uh, to see it differently and say, man, this is, this is not the same church I had two years ago. This is not the same business I had two years ago. This is not the same world we experienced two years ago. But my God, there's so much possibility. There's so many things that God can do with me now that he probably could not or not necessarily couldn't do, but but it what I wasn't ready for him to do in seasons gone by. Right. And so, man, revive in yourself the spirit of adventure, reviving right. yourself the spirit of innovation and creativity, uh, and 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 allow yourself to be enthralled and enveloped in what God wants to do with his people in this season, yes. right? If all you're looking at is Calvary and the pain of Calvary, you will never get to enjoy the resurrection. And so man, live in the moment and say, this is where God has placed my church. This is where God has placed me. This is where I am. This is the season. So what am I going to do with what God has put in my hands for right now? And you will see that a lot of the things you thought were impossible are now possible because Mm -hmm. we're in a different world. We're in a different season. So, so, you know, um, for lack of better term, sing and be happy, man, you know?
0: (laughs) All right. All right. Good stuff. But Thomas Fitzgerald.
2: Mine is simple. I would tell. Oh, everybody to keep pushing. And you know, the acronyms for push a lot of times pray until something happened. Mine is different. Mine is purposely, unselfishly serving him. Whatever God leads you to do, then then open your you open yourself up before him. And if you do yeah. that, he will empower you to do it. God never allows us or leads us into something that he doesn't give us the ability to do. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. he never does. Wherever he's leading us to, he's preparing us for it. And so yeah. I would just encourage everybody uh to don't lose sight of service. And yeah. and when you when you're a servant of the Lord, you don't pick and choose how you want to serve him. If he's Lord and He's master, whatever He says is what we'll be we, we should be willing to do. And yeah. so in serving Him, He can pull me into areas that I never thought that I even had the ability to serve Him mm-hmm. or the capacity to be able to serve Him. Yeah. But yet and still I have to take the attention and the focus off of my myself and make sure that that attention and that focus stays on him. And so if he's the object of our worship, I, I'm, I'm going to sing like I've never sa- sang before, like it's my last song. I'm going to pray like it's yeah. my last prayer. I'm going to teach like it's my last lesson. I, I'm, I'm going to preach like it's my last sermon. You know, I'm going to pour Everything I have, because if this pandemic hadn't taught us anything, yeah. it's definitely taught us that life is short, that yes. things can change in an instant, and you never want to go through all the stuff that we go through down here to miss heaven and, and hear the Lord say, Well, you could have done more. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: So, yeah. so I tell our people all the time when you leave worship service, you all leave tired, you ought to leave yeah. exhausted. You ought to have poured, yeah. emptied yourself before the Lord because yeah. when you empty yourself before him, he'll turn right right, right around and, and replenish you. Replenish. Yeah. So just keep pushing. Yes. Yeah. Purposely, unselfishly serving him. And I yeah. guarantee you, he'll 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 send you in fields that you never thought you would even go in to serve. <laughs> Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. So tonight. We wanna say thank you to those who are on, those who will see it afterwards. I know it's gonna be a blessing uh, to those of you who do. We are uh, tonight immensely are appreciative to uh, Brother Thomas and Fitzgerald for being on with us tonight and uh, Dr. Christopher dodd for just allowing themselves uh, to be used uh, tonight uh, by their life experiences and by the Holy Spirit of God to just bless us tonight with the nuggets uh, that they have given us uh on tonight i know it's gonna be a blessing to you guys and we want to thank you guys for being on tonight and uh i just cannot just just can't thank these guys enough man i i was waiting man look when you said when you guys say man look bills we, we all man look look we, we gonna commit to it. when you guys say man i i can't wait i can't <laughs> wait i can't wait man and so uh and i know you guys got to go i know i got to go But look, man, appreciate it much. We thank God for you guys. We ask the Lord to continue to bless you guys in what you do for the kingdom, uh, what you do for the kingdom, man. And I know that God has great rewards, not just in heaven, but down here uh, on the earth uh, as well. So thank you guys, man. And we'll be in prayer uh, for you guys. And it won't be the last time that we utilize uh, the gift that God has placed uh, in you guys uh, on tonight and in this day. Let's close out with a word of prayer, if you guys don't mind. Father God, in heaven, we say thank you so much for your blessings. We thank you for life. We thank you for the past blessings, current, and the blessings that we will see in our future. Father, we thank you for your two men servants tonight, our dear brother Chris and our dear brother Thomas. Tonight, Father, thank you for what you have done to them, mold them and shape them uh, into the men of God that they are. Thank you, Father God, for what they do for your kingdom across this country and in this world. We ask you continue blessing on their life, on their family life on their church and their congregational life. Father, touch them physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially. Continue to just give them everything that they spend in need, Father, for your work here on the earth. We thank you, Father, uh, for the things that we have learned and they have shared uh, tonight uh, with us. We ask that we can take those things and apply to our lives for the glory of our God. Father, forgive us, please, for our sins and shortcomings of life. Bless Brother Donald, our Father, uh, in an engagement, Uh, Later this night, that all uh, will be for the glory of our God. Continue to just be with us and keep us. This is the prayer we offer in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us say, Amen.
2: Amen. Amen.
0: Fellas, it's been good, but I know we got to go. And uh, look, man, I'll get back with you guys shortly. And again, can't appreciate you guys. Can't thank you guys enough for what you did uh, for the Lord's church on tonight. So thank you guys. Continue to be safe, man, and continue to be blessed in this world. Appreciate it.
2: Yes, sir. All right. You too, bro. All right.
0: Y'all don't mind. Let's go back to a time we really used to have church.